podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All right, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Double or Nothing podcast with Mason Migliera and Patrick Previty. I was able to get it right this time. I know that I was adding an R in there for whatever reason. Um, glad the glad yeah. the off air feud was able to uh, settle that. <laughs> I felt so bad. You have no idea. <laughs> like, yeah, for the, no. next, for the last couple of days, I've literally just been Patrick Previty. Or pe- wait, yes, I said it right. Oh my god, I need to stop. I think you were almost you were almost about to say Pat Previty. You're almost about to just. I almost Pat. left. Yeah, well. It's fine. Whatever. I understand you're a little shaken up, you know, by the Heat's loss. And the Florida Panthers just went down 3-1. I thought you said that that was a surefire pick. I put a lot of money on that. And they lost Really, did four. you? No, Got put it. no money on it. But I put a ton of money on a couple of bets. Did you I, uh I had um, Michael Porter Jr. I'm the last guy to believe in Michael Porter Jr. in this entire series. He's been absolutely awful. I actually think he shot for the series, like, under 30% or maybe like right at like 32% range. Mm-hmm. I had him at over 11 and a half points yesterday. I just had a feeling. And uh, maybe maybe it was the uh, Jokic and Jamal Murray foul trouble that helped him out. He yeah. was getting some shots up. But he uh, he cashed that pretty easily. I think he had like, what, 15? Probably something like that. I mean, I know. that in the first half. It, really early on, I think it was in like the first quarter, he already had like eight or nine points. And I was like, damn, like, all right, he, we're going to have Michael Porter Jr. game today. Like, that's exactly what's going to happen. He was hitting a lot of clutch shots for them early on. And then I know late in the game, he had one of those, like, dagger threes that just kind of took this wind out of the sails of the heat. But, I mean, yeah, since we're talking about bets, I know uh, – remember that guy, Tyler Hero? Whatever, if he still even exists, who knows? Because he didn't even play last night. But they, they, he literally dressed out for the game. He suited up. And then, so me, as a Heat fan, I was like, all right, got six and a half. Like, he'll play some minutes. He'll, he'll get two threes in a bucket and then some probably be a good spark off the bench. Nope, didn't even play a single second. It's actually a travesty that Tyler Hero didn't play last night. The fact that he suited up and he made everybody think that he was actually going to make some sort of difference in game five. I was one of the believers. I thought, oh, well, shoot, they can maybe at least get one game here. But he didn't even, I mean, he didn't even play. Neither did, Kevin Love didn't get very many minutes either. I think he only played 15 minutes in the game. I had him in points, rebounds, and assists, PRAs. It was, his line was only 11 and a half for that total. He had, yeah, he played 14 minutes, had three points and two rebounds. Um disgusting so that we uh we didn't really make a lot of money last night i mean you well you also had uh the Jokic uh pra yeah right? i was you are you had Jokic triple double i had Jokic just getting a triple double i i figured it would be home game close out the series win the championship although that did happen um he did not get the triple double um the the nuggets last night were actually horrendous shooting especially from the three-point range. Like, it was 7% insane. in the first half, I believe. 7% in the first half. Third. They 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 very easily could have lost that game. Well, like, the Heat, the that, I mean, that was the Heat's one real, like, window. And it's mm-hmm. why I thought Tyler Hero should have played more. Yeah. Is you want some sort of spark on offense, and you have your one opportunity to do it, and Tyler Hero's still on the bench, and Jimmy Butler is not cooking at all. Jimmy Butler... It's clear that he was not the same player that he was since the Knicks series almost. 
There's definitely Whatever an ankle team. issue bothering him. They got nothing on offense, even with the foul trouble. Yeah. It, they The Heat did not take advantage of Jokic and Murray, like, not being on the floor due to their foul trouble. Like, DeAndre Jordan had got minutes. Oh, yeah. No, a nice DeAndre Jordan signing. I'm happy to see that he's still <laughs> alive and awake and moving. I mean, hey, good for him getting a ring, you know? Just right place, right time. No, yeah, well, of course, happy for him, uh, but did not expect to see him out on the floor. But uh, because we talked about it actually in the last episode, how they didn't have a backup center. So it's very interesting. Or, well, they had a backup center, but they don't use him in the rotation. Mm -hmm. And um, it was actually kind of interesting to see, like, when push came to shove and Jokic had two fouls, like, by, what, 10 minutes left in the second quarter, they threw DeAndre Jordan out there. So... It was really the one opportunity for the Heat, and Bam was playing playing well until like later on in the game, and then he just kind of got phased out of the offense. So yeah, this I was, mean, they were overmatched. That was they the, really that was were. The, um, since I don't know, I you recognized it somewhat in the first two games, but in the last three games, you could really tell like this team was yeah. overmatched, and then they just Jimmy Butler like looked like he ran out of gas at the end there too. His couple couple just, bad mistakes by your boy there. Yeah, he yeah that turnover at the end of the game was real. Uh, I saw on Twitter it was like real Tua esque with the with the like <laughs> interception almost um, oh, at the end there. But I mean, and it all just it looked like a travel too. Like he dragged his foot as he was as he was kind of trying to pass it. I don't even remember who he was trying to pass it to, but I think it was to Struis. Um, yeah. But, oh my god. Oh, yeah. that, there, there was one shot towards the end of the game. Um, Struce, he was wide open in the corner, and he just bricked the shot. And it was just, it was just. That was, exact, yeah, that was in the final two and a half minutes, right? I think that was, was like, even, or maybe been like a minute and a half left. I know the shot that you're talking about, like on the left, like near the corner, but like on the left wing. It was just the epitome of his entire series. He could not hit a three for the life of him. But and he had that, the shot. But he had open shots too. Which I mean, is, hey, makes listen. It even worse, but yes, I, I understand shooters shoot, but this shooter was not hitting. It was just really bad. He was missing everything the entire series, and I I appreciate the fact they kept rolling him out there. But when it's like this, and it's do or die. Like, you got to find a better option. Like, you have to leave him on the bench. But then again, like, the only other option really was Tyler Hero if he was even healthy enough to play because Caleb Martin wasn't doing anything. Gabe Vincent wasn't really doing much. So it was just... Caleb Martin was definitely not the same player that he was from the Eastern Conference Finals. And I didn't really expect him to be, but he didn't... He wasn't very good um, at all this series either. Um, Do you want to guess what Max Drew's shot uh from from the field shot poorly from three two obviously but what what do you think his field goal percentage was from the field from for the entire series yeah for the entire series oh it was probably like between 12 to 15 percent oh okay that's that's too low he shot 18 from three 18.8 he shot he shot 23.3 from the field. He had one good game. He had game two. Game two, he was he pretty decent. He had 5.8 points. Who do you think uh, led led the Heat in points for the series? Oh, bam. Okay, well, I feel like that may have been – maybe me asking the question may have given, given it away just in general. But no, yeah. no, no. I just – By point two. By point two. He had 21.8 for the series. And then who was next? Was it Jimmy? Oh, it was, yeah, it was Jimmy with 21.6. Third Listen, leading score, you want to take a stab at it? Oh, gosh. Um – 
No, not Duncan Robinson. No, but he played well. He was the only, I mean, he should have played more minutes, honestly, now that I'm looking at his general stats. But no, Kyle Lowry was probably third. That's a good guess. He was fourth, and he was 10.8 points. He was just like, you know, like 0.6 he behind. He had a great game last night, by the way. 0.6 behind Gabe Vincent. Who, Kyle Lowry? Yeah, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. He was hitting some threes, man. Like, he was just chucking them up, and it was – they were going in. There was one I remember. I can't remember exactly when it happened, but I remember he he chucked it up, and I was like, no. And then he made it, and I was just like, oh, this is why you're in the NBA, and I'm not. Like, yeah, well, that that is very true. I mean, Kyle Lowry had a couple of, like, good runs in the first two games. I remember, like, in game one when they just couldn't get any offense going, it was – yeah, like, he hit, like, two threes just – out of the blue, and then the Nuggets had to call a timeout, and I think it was like similar to that in like uh, Game Four, and he was good in Game his, Two, I believe, as well. His championship um, experience and veteran leadership really kind of showed in that series. He's been a, he's pretty much been a bust. Yeah, he had no, he definitely has been like from the re- from a regular season standpoint a with bust. like how much they're paying him. Yeah, he's been a bust. But this but, series, like he was, he was very key. He was a great role player for us. He's not obviously the star player that he used to be with uh, Toronto, but um, he he did what he needed to do. I felt like in this series, and even throughout the entire playoffs, like I didn't, I think he played pretty well. Um, so all of the smack that I've heard about the uh, Heat, uh, or not the Heat, about Kyle Lowry specifically uh, on Twitter. It's warranted, but what he did in the postseason for us, I think, was really key and helpful, and uh, should he deserves his flowers a little bit for that. But. I, yeah, I completely agree, and I'll be like the last word on it before we move into uh, mm-hmm. just showering Denver with some love, giving them their flowers. But Lowry, just in general, I think he probably, maybe not bought himself is the right word, but I think he's going to, without – unless they have to move his contract to make a trade happen, which we'll talk about even later on, mm-hmm. unless they have to move him because of numbers, I think they're going to want to keep him now. I think he definitely gave them like some sort of um, veteran presence that they really needed. I mean, if they try to go get Damian Lillard, I mean, Kyle Lowry will just be a casualty in making contracts work. I mean, that, that'll be, he's certainly not going to stick around just, or they're not going to die on that hill to keep him around or anything. But I think a lot of fans, you know, including Duncan Robinson probably wanted both of them gone. And I think obviously with their contracts, you know, it's still tough, but it's just kind of a good thing. I think that, they might want to keep him around even for next season. They might be moving other pieces around rather than Kyle Lowry because he definitely like earned his keep, I'd say. Um yeah, later say on. That. Because the Heat are in a business now where they they're not looking at the first two rounds. They're looking at how do we get through whoever we need to face, either Milwaukee or Boston, in the mm-hmm. conference finals, and then how do we close it out in the finals? Because yep. he made yep. two in the last four years and and uh, you know, have nothing come away with nothing. Yeah, come away with nothing. So, and the window's closing with this with this group. It's it's closing. Yeah, I, I mean, Jimmy Butler. It's clear that like he's continues to run out of steam. So, I mean, and I mean, what he did in really the twenty fall, but twenty twenty finals. I mean, he was there's that gassed. picture of him just absolutely gassed, but he gave it his all. So it's just what Jimmy's done for the entire Miami Heat organization. Like he is, I, he's definitely going to be an all time player for them. Um, but anyways well he turns 20 he turns i'm um, not 20 <laughs> turns 34 next year so oh boy. Yeah, or next season in like september so well 
what happened with the Heat this season was remarkable. No, no doubt about that. But um, the Nuggets, man, the Nuggets, they were a juggernaut the entire season. They were at the top of the West pretty much the entire time. Um, I mean, they got that two-headed monster in Jokic and Murray. I mean, what did you see from them in this series that just showed why they're NBA champions? Um, they're just a well-oiled machine. Uh, they're not going to beat themselves in a sense that Jokic is going to show up every day. And if that shot's not falling or if you take away the assist, something's going to, he's going to make something happen, whether it's on the offensive glass or, you know, he's going to get your big into foul trouble or whatever. He's going to make it happen. He He definitely was making it happen for him for sure. I mean, for me, Every time that he got near the rim, it was just like, oh, it's going in. And it's not even like – like his shots were perfect too. Like it's not even like he shoots it and it just kind of rattles around the rim. It's literally just like a clean clean make. And <laughs> I know that doesn't really well, matter. Well, but Well, when he like – when he took that shot over Anthony Davis in the Western Conference Finals, that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's just like there's only so much you can do. Like Jokic's best will always – be most likely your defensive best so you have to rely on him to make a mistake and that's just like I don't think I have throughout this entire run I'd have to look I don't really think like I've seen him have a bad shooting night last night may have literally been like one of his worst worst really cold he was really cold like, I think he had, like, three points. Yeah, I'm looking at the box score here. I mean, well, he was 12 of 16 from the field. But, yeah, but – But, yeah, with the fouls a- and everything, he kind of, like – I remember in game one he had three points or whatever at the end of the half or something like that or with two minutes to go at the first half just because yeah. he didn't try to score. Um, it just – I'd have to look at, like, maybe his by-quarter stuff, but I don't, I don't know if he, like – The whole um, make him a scorer thing. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you've heard about that. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter he's he's phenomenal either way like it's just remarkable what he's able to do with the basketball yeah I think he took the national uh audience and media by storm I think that's why that little uh that rhetoric or that storyline came to be I think maybe people didn't realize how just prolific of a passer he was so they just thought oh my god this is something that we haven't been paying attention to he's really this good he's really this good of a passer well Maybe you have to stop that because he can't just beat you. There's no way you can let this juggernaut of a person beat you by scoring, you know, under five points in the first half, you know? So that was, I think that was just thrown out there. Um, Probably for, for worse. But then the person, the dude that he's passing to the most in and Murray is just, he's also a superstar. Like the, the Nuggets have two superstar players. I don't think Michael Porter Jr. is a superstar. He's he's a star, I would say. I think, well, no, well, superstar is like an extension of like, it depends. Some people have star and superstar kind of separated. I think maybe you're using, if you if you lump Jamal Murray into that category, I think you're maybe lumping star and super and superstar. But Michael Porter Jr. is definitely like a step behind those guys. And I think yeah. that's a testament to how good they are. I'm high on Michael Porter Jr. even still, even though he struggled in the in the finals. Where would he be if he wasn't behind Jokic and and Murray? Like, if he was on a different team, for example, like, would he be the number one option for most teams? I wouldn't say for most teams, but I would say, well, okay, well, he's had the luxury of getting healthy on this Nuggets team. I don't, I don't 
think he would have that on a, on a lot of other teams. But just mm-hmm. considering now where he is, if he were to stay healthy, I'd say he probably would be the first option for a handful of teams. I wouldn't say it'd be a ton. You know, maybe like, not like, a like the Spurs. I mean, I think right now, if you inserted him on the Rockets, he probably would be. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I don't. I probably not for Charlotte. That'd probably still be Lamelo. Yeah. You know, and then the Magic are. You know, they they're building. I think maybe Paulo would be still. It's yeah, interesting. Think- it's an interesting um conversation to have. I mean, but Jamal Murray is definitely um one of the elite uh guys in in the league. I'm I'm definitely ready to say like I mean he'll be an I think he'll be an all star next year. Um he yeah. was so here listen to this stat. He was one of four players in NBA Finals history to average twenty points and ten assists. Twenty plus points, ten plus assists. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh the, we're entering our trivia hour now. Do you want to uh, try to guess the other three players? The other three players that averaged 20 plus points per game and 10 plus assists in NBA Finals history. Um I'm going to go LeBron. Yep. Correct. LeBron James. Great player uh, for the Cavs and the Heat and the Lakers. Yep. Great player. If you don't know who he is, you're living under a rock. Um Jordan Another great player. Uh won a ton of championships with the uh Bulls. Uh not so much with the Wizards, but still put <laughs> in his own right there. You got one more. Um Magic? Magic Johnson, yes. That would be the uh Did the I get all three player. of them? Yes, you got all three of them. And Holy. it was supposed it was supposed to be obvious to show how good Jamal Murray has been. But yeah, Magic Johnson. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> yep. Um that's pretty good company. I don't know what do, what do you say to that? I, I mean, no, that is that's he showed up for sure and, and has played that, extremely well. Those are three of the all time greatest players in NBA history. Um, yeah, yeah, so by some Jamal people's Murray, standards, I, I would say so. <laughs> you start a team, you you're at point guard, probably Magic at shooting guard, MJ probably at the three, LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, probably starting that's crazy five. that Jamal Murray is um, associated with that group now. That is going to be um, that's going to be a huge talking point for him whenever he's trying to get more money. <laughs> um, he well, he did, that. Yeah, I mean, well, shoot, he he might. That's actually I'm glad I'm interested that you brought that up because he did sign a pretty fat deal like right after he got hurt. But if he um, makes an All NBA team, I mean, you could have a supermax situation, and they're. Yeah. I think they would be open to paying it, but I just find that interesting because, uh, with you know the, all the salary cap stuff and with the whole Jalen Brown thing, it's tough to keep teams. Oh, you know, yeah, because Jalen Brown's up for a supermax now. Uh-huh. It's tough to keep guys on the same team with two supermaxes, you know. And Jokic already has one, so I think I think he would get paid. And oh, then at that point, you know, with your Michael Porter Jr. point, how much do you value him? Yeah. Um, but I have a little bit of a uh, little bit more trivia because you know we okay, wanted to go. keep giving uh Denver and Jokic their flowers. So Jokic joined a ton of uh a ton of good company, one might say, uh with his win last night. So there has been I'm counting five, including Jokic, centers to win finals MVP over the last forty years. No nope. finals MVP <laughs> over the last forty years. This is this is this is simple. I think there's one guy that'll trip you up. Uh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Okay, well, yeah, well, they didn't count him as a center. They counted him as power forward. Oh, okay. Well, see. Sorry. But you're off to a decent start. I give you half credit for that. That's a great point. Centers to win finals. Oh, Shaq. Shaq. 
He won okay. uh, three of them. Um, Lakers legend. Lakers. Why am I blanking? I'm thinking Wilt though. Wilt Chamberlain for sure. No. Uh, for the last forty years, but yeah, Wilt did Uh-oh. win. He won in the seventies. Um, I'm blanking. Yeah, I mm. Lakers. Kareem. Sky. Oh. Yeah. And so it's also Hakeem yeah. and Moses Malone. So oh, Moses, yeah. yeah. So Moses Moses, Moses pretty much the Lakers. Yeah. What? That's not too bad. Yeah. Um, and then uh I don't know if you want to give this one a shot. Players with two MVPs and a finals MVP. Two MVPs. Okay, LeBron. Okay, yeah, LeBron. Wait, I'll give you uh let me count up how many are there. You can keep okay. blurting out names though, but I'll I'm gonna count I mean, them up real quick to give you a better sense. MJ, Curry. Um, you got three. You got three guys. I mean, I, I got eleven guys on this list. You got three of them, including Jokic. So you got four. So you need. Does Giannis five, have two? Seven more. Yeah, Giannis has two MVPs. Nice. Yeah. So um, what you have, you're at five now. Um. Okay. So. Kobe. One MVP. Really? Well, Nash took a couple. I didn't watch basketball that much, but like back then, I, I've really only recently started watching basketball within probably like the last, I don't know, five to eight years, something like that. So, oh, well, yeah. I mean, keep, I know Kobe keep was keeping up well. Uh, well you want me to, oh, you're going to keep going here? No, nah, I don't think I have anything else. Okay. I'm going to get, I'm going to give you the rest and then we can talk about where we have Jokic all time. Okay. So you named Steph, MJ, Braun. Giannis Jokic. Jokic, yeah. Okay. Magic Johnson. Okay, yeah. I think he he's got he's got like a few finals MVPs and I uh-huh. think a few more MVPs. Um Duncan. I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. Well would have been and then Moses Malone is in there, probably the most underrated like player maybe in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Um Wilt. Yep. Yep. Uh Bird. I don't know if I've mentioned Kareem here. And then I think to round out that list, uh, that actually might be it for that list. Damn, that's a pretty – Yeah, so – It's a pretty good list. On there, obviously. I wonder how uh, our listeners would do with that. I hope they did good. I, it's, a pretty, they did. it's a pretty interesting list because it's a very small club. There's a yeah. lot of great players that don't have both of those. Like, you know, with Shaq and Kobe specifically, or like even with like Bill Russell, like, you know, I mean, he retired before then finals MVP is named after him. He he doesn't have any finals MVPs. So so, um, there's not a ton of guys uh, that that have it. You know, David Robinson, he's got two championships, but no finals, uh, no finals MVPs. And he's got an MVP. So, yeah. Weird how it happens. Weird how it happens. I mean, Jokic is what? uh, Do you think? A lot of people are throwing out top 25. I mean, we don't have a list right on us, but I mean. I mean, and in, in for me personally, from what I've watched, again, in the last five, eight years where I've really started to watch basketball, I can I can definitely see Jokic being up there. Um, I'm sure that there are the old heads that can say um, there are people way back, like 60, 70s, 80s, um, that they're a lot better players than Jokic, but in the in the game that we play today, he is just so so good. 
I don't know where I would rank him all time. Um, I mean, top well, is really- well, yeah, top twenty-five is just a general statement. Well, we'll we'll go into this above above Giannis or right at Giannis because I don't know if I'm ready to go that far personally. I don't know. I, uh, I think Giannis with his defensive player of the year, right? He has the defensive player of the year. I I'm sure. I can double check that. I think he did, but for some reason, um, I think just. But I mean, what do you what do you think? I mean, which which championship run was better? You think the Nuggets or or yeah uh, or the, the Bucks? I kind of count. I kind of count them as very much equal. I don't usually like to uh-huh. nitpick, um, but for some people that might go into it, that might be part of your uh, criteria. Yeah. I think. I don't know. For some reason, Giannis, uh, part of me wants to give Giannis the edge still, like all time. Yeah, um, maybe because of defense. Um, but like this run by Jokic was just as good as anybody else. But so was Giannis. I mean, Giannis had fifty points in that game six. He went fifty points, sixteen boards, something, something crazy like that. He was, um, he was spectacular. And the team that that Giannis- yeah, he won. He won Defensive Player of the Year in twenty twenty. Giannis He's got did four All Defensive First Teams and one All Defensive Second Team. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a toss-up between which one was a better finals run. Um, but who whose team was better? Like, do we think that? I think definitely the Nuggets. I agree. I think they were, because, they were definitely on a different level this year. Because you're comparing the big three of Giannis, Middleton, and, oh, my God. Uh, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, Yes to Jokic, Murray, and Porter. Or, like or even the- Aaron Gordon at this point. I mean, he played that well. But, yeah, no, I agree. I, and also, the Bucks in the semifinals against the Nets, you know, if, if, uh, Ky- if you know, James Harden was hurt for most of that series, if Kyrie doesn't go down, you know, they're down 2-0. I don't know if they win that series. I mean, that was a massive uh, – that, that series was definitely not uh, – that close uh, in those first two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It's really tough to, to make a pick of who, whose team was better. But um, again, Jokic all time, really, really impressive. Uh, I guess uh, it's not for us to decide <laughs> gladly. No, yeah. Good good thing it's not. It's definitely a toss-up, and we'll see more next year. I think Giannis's stock is kind of going down a little bit, and Jokic's is rising. So I think over the offseason, you're going to hear more about like people in favor of Jokic rather than Giannis. But I think when in the totality of the career, they're very, very even. It'll be very interesting. I think, I mean, maybe we see a Bucks uh, nuggets finals next year. I bet Would people you, were thinking I it was going to happen this year. Uh, I would. I didn't think the Nuggets were going to make the finals, but I definitely <laughs> thought that the Bucks were the best team in the NBA, and I was well, shocked when they lost to the Heat, even with the injuries. To be honest, hey, maybe we'll see it uh, next year. I mean, we got some odds already. Yeah, the question is, hey, would you bet man. on it? No, I would always bet on the Heat, just because I'm a homer. Plus two thousand. They've got the same uh, the same odds as the Grizzlies, although that should change probably with the Morant suspension coming up. Yeah. So Nuggets are Nuggets are the uh, opening 2024 NBA title odds favorites. They're at plus 500. The Celtics are at plus 550, and the Bucks at plus 600. Anything stick out to you in that? Do you like the Nuggets um, being um, the top the the favorites? 
yeah, they should that's be what it, what it is. They should be the favorites just because of um, the fact they just won and they have Jokic and everything. And uh, that's where they should be. They should be at the top. Um, with the Celtics, I don't think they should be that high because how do we know what's going to happen with um, Jalen Brown? I mean, that's a great question. We don't know. We don't know anything uh, right now. It's the day after the NBA finals. I think <laughs> they're just considering that he might stay or that they, he might get paid. I think, I don't know. Hey, Vegas that would be a risky I mean, one. the Suns are up here. They're pretty high. The Mavericks are too high, in my opinion, at plus 1,200. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little low on the Mavericks, but I thought that with Luka, they probably weren't that. Like, if you take off Kyrie and it's just Luka, I don't really think that team is going to be very good because they're even, they don't have Brunson and they have like, and they, they don't have a lot of guys, a lot of their role players that they traded for Kyrie. So losing Brunson and, and uh, Kyrie and Spencer Dinwiddie and all those guys, that team is thin with just Luca, and they got swept a couple uh, years ago against the The media and and, and sports books. I guess just love Luca a lot, and they they have a lot of faith in him, which they should. But I don't know if they should have that much faith in him. And the Clippers, Um, and the Clippers, the Clippers are high here too. The Clippers are above the Grizzlies. I don't like that by six hundred. I don't like them above the Heat either. I mean, they. they I'm out on the Clippers. Yeah, I guess Kawhi and Paul George are just uh, getting a little too old, and uh, they don't have. They also can't stay healthy. Yeah, well, is Kawhi going to start the season with his uh, his uh, ACL tear or whatever? Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, they he just like healthy. he played a game, and then it just came out that he was probably not going to play in the next game. And then they said, "Oh yeah, by the way, he's not playing the rest of the series." And then they were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, he tore his knee." And yeah. He finished that game, so I don't, I don't know if he's going to be ready by opening day. He probably won't be. And then it's just on Paul George and whatever he's, else they want to do there. I mean, Russell Westbrook, I guess. Yeah, he played. He yeah, played he played pretty, well. He played fine at the end. What's his contract yeah. looking like? I, I have no idea. I don't even know right. if he's if he's a free agent or not. I'd have to check. Yeah. Um, I like the. I mean, looking at the looking at the NBA, I think that the Bucks with the unknown about the Celtics, I just don't know. They have to make yeah. a move, I think. And they, it doesn't have to be dropping Jalen Brown or anything like that and, and trying to make a trade um, with that. I just uh, – maybe if Unless, Damian Lillard wants to come over to Boston, I, I don't know. You could do that trade pretty much straight up probably. Mm-hmm. But like – Probably. I don't know. With, barring any like major shakeup, which is bound to happen, I mean Fred Van Fleet literally just – opted out or whatever and he's going to become an unrestricted free agent so he's going to be a major piece to a to a hopeful nba championship team so yeah we'll see who has the cap anything crazy i think that these initial like odds are pretty fair i still think the cell i don't know i think these are odds are really fair just to start off i think that i think they're fair too if you okay if you want to make a prediction before we wrap this up mm-hmm. um based on these odds or whatever or maybe not based on these odds who do you think are going to make the finals next year who would you who would you bet on i have you I go mean, first. huh i'll go first, go first. yeah i don't know if anybody's going to beat the nuggets next year I don't either. I want to say if the Lakers can get, like, if they can move around anything. I don't know what their cap situation looks like. They're probably going to be in play for 
you know, the Chris Paul thing has kind of died down a little bit. Maybe they can get Van Vliet. Maybe they can get a guy. Unless Damian Lillard goes to Miami or he goes to the Celtics, I don't I don't really like what I – I don't think he would do much for the Nets. I mean, but unless he goes to those teams, I think it'll be the Nuggets in the Western Conference, and I think the Bucks getting healthy and yeah. redoing a little bit of that team will be good. I would say Nuggets-Bucks. I think we figure it out um, – like figure out who's better in the finals uh, between Giannis and Jokic next year. See, that's what I was going to say as well. But now that you said that, I'm going to try and disagree. Okay. I don't disagree with the um, with the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets will come out of the the Western Conference. Uh, they're just far superior than pretty much every team. Again, barring anything crazy happening over the offseason. Um, but out of the Eastern Conference – Oh man, I wanted to say the Bucks. I really did. Um, but they still—they're getting old quick. That team is kind of getting old a little quick. I'm not 100 percent confident in the Bucks. They're gonna have to like give me a finals rematch. Move. Give me a rematch. <laughs> oh God, they're gonna Hot have tape. to. They're gonna—they're gonna need some reinforcements. They're gonna need uh, Lillard. Yeah, I, I just. No, I and said barring. Okay, no, I said barring anything. No, I'm just going with the Bucks. I have to. Th- there's no one else. There's no other team. The Heat are not going to be the same this year. It was a Cinderella run. Like, no. As much as I want to call us uh, uh, a rematch, I have to. I can't disagree with the Nuggets and the uh, Bucks. Well, I think if the Heat do it again, I think they're not gonna. They're gonna have to not do it the hard way. Yeah, they're gonna they have really to. Did the they did it the hard way this year by losing a play-in game and having to go play again against the uh, the Bulls, right? Mm-hmm. The Bulls. Um, and then they were on the road oh, every series. Real. I mean, I think the Knicks series went. I mean, the Knicks series six. went six, right? Six or six. You know, like they need, they could have closed them out in five. And then same thing when it comes to the Celtics, they did that the hard way, essentially. I mean, we always thought, I mean, thought that could have been a sweep going up three Oh, yeah. they, uh, they did everything the hard way. I think getting home court and taking care of of business in the first couple rounds, I think I could see them making a run again and possibly winning the finals or whoever they play in the conference finals. They just, need to t- take better care of themselves. And that's considering if they don't get like somebody like Damian Lillard or I, I mean, who, who knows Harden, but I don't Harden doesn't fit heat culture. I'll keep coming over Wade. He can't do, he can't do that. I almost feel bad that I even mentioned Harden, but this is all conversation that I think we need to save for another episode. We are yeah. running time here. Um, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on taking the NBA finals over the heat. Um, but yeah, this has been episode two of Double or Nothing with Mason Migliera and Patrick Brevity. I appreciate y'all for listening and uh, listen to us just talk some sports. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Sports Social Podcast Network.